Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Look at the time. Outkick 360 is back across the Outkick network. Alongside Chad Withrow and Paul Koharski, I'm Jonathan Hutton, Lance Lee, Jacob Swanson, making the show happen for us. David Reed is the chairman of the board, Regan McCross, and production okay. assistant today. And Becca Risley, Sleepy Danny, making the show happen down the hall. Broadcasting live from Studio G, Nashville, Tennessee. Blackbird Studio, theblackbirdacademy.com. Uh, they they get it done for music production, audio, and studio engineering, and much, much more. You can go to school for that at the Blackbird Academy. More information at their website. Gentlemen, a lot to get to. The open, seeing the standard, seeing the, the setting gives me energy, and so does this show. Ready to go. What's up? Well, I know what everyone out there is asking if you're watching right now, and the answer is no. Hutton and I did not outfit coordinate today. Uh, this just happens to be sort of in our Friday rotation, uh, yeah. sort of a casual Friday look. We really like this Outkick Under Armour polo shirt, so uh, we decided to uh, to wear it today. We didn't check with each other on it. I walked in, looked up, and saw Hutton. We both had a slight twinkle in our eye Chad, when we made yeah. eye contact wearing the same thing. In fact, Chad, we were up, okay with it. Chad woke up next to me. I mean, uh, woke <laughs> yeah, up, uh, yeah. five minutes prior to when I did, and I did not see him get dressed this morning. Right. Hutton's uh, become an early riser, unlike me, so I was sleeping it off this morning, and he got out of bed, took a shower, got out of there, and I just happened to wear the same thing. Hey, I mean, the closet <laughs> is... Big day, big night. <laughs> when your closet has all, uh, you know, loaded with all of these shirts, it's hard to, to pick something different. Hutton has the cricket closet and the Outkick closet. <laughs> the different sides. Outkick was very good to us. We have a lot of Outkick gear to choose from, for sure. It's hey, a good show. Uh, I'm 20, sorry to throw everybody off with my imbalance. 20% off, I believe, right now at yeah. Outkick uh, with the gear, including Outkick 360 gear. So check that out at the website, Outkick.com. How was the camp out last night? Yes, everybody wants to know. Okay. And so, he was a minimalist in the text chain. He only revealed the minimal details, and we've waited to learn of this live. So we were outside most of the evening, so starting probably about 7 o'clock, grilled out, grilled some hot dogs outside. After the hot dog grill out, put the tent up, had it out there. There were a lot of outdoor activities. Uh, for Father's Day, my daughter, Evie, six years old, got me a Nerf gun that matches her Nerf gun that we can have wars outside. Nice. So we had a couple of wars. And these are high-powered guns. These, these are high-powered. Like, you do not. She has to wear safety goggles. <laughs> With these, this uh, gun. Well, these things are this, thing, this, this is high tech in 2020. I mean, I'll shoot it in the air and you lose sight of it before it comes down. Like that thing is coming fast and hard. So um, did that Hank for a while. Yes, Dr. Hank approves. Um, did that for a while. Outdoor activities, good time. <laughs> and then eventually it was time to okay, it's dark out. You know, we did some like a, a flashlight tag type stuff. I'm sweaty at this point. I was sold a bill of goods that it was going to be like up high 60s at night. It was 82 degrees with the sundown. 
It was probably How's uh, the humidity? 79 degrees an hour after that. Humid, hot. I've been running around. I'm already hot and sweaty. So imagine being hot and sweaty and then stepping into what basically equates into a sweat lodge that you would go into. <laughs> I, I am sweating so much that I'm going to see God at any moment and, and have some sort of spiritual awakening. My daughter is, is hot and sweaty, and she runs hot like her dad. So she's a little bit sweaty. I can tell she's not comfortable, but she's so hell-bent on sleeping through the night in this tent that she's not going to let it bother her. At one point, I'm telling her how hot I am and that there's mosquitoes in the tent. And she said, well, that doesn't bother me because it's not happening to me. It's just happening to you. And I said, well, Honest. don't you feel bad that dad is in a bad spot? And she said, no, when bad things happen to other people, I typically get excited because it's not happening to me. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> to which I, that started a new conversation. And the, the tent conversation was great. So I said, well, you want to have, you know, I, I explained what empathy was. I said, it's not good that you feel bad for people that are, you know, struggling or hurting or whatever. Only it may be. some certain but this, select people. This is, this is where the mind of a six-year-old is really enlightening. She said, well, what if it's a bad guy? What if it's someone you don't like? And I kind of looked at her and said, you know, you bring up a good point. Here's what I would have done. Here's I'm sorry, but done. human nature dictates that when my enemies, yep. yeah. this right here, Here's, look, Daddy, if, you're, if you're on this list, and some, and some bad things, some. I don't want you to die or, you know, uh, uh, dehydrate to death like I was going to in that tent. <laughs> but if bad things happen to you, I celebrate it. And so does my daughter. Here's a list. So there was a bit of a tear in my eye because I'm thinking, Here's, I think she gets something it. after her death. She gets it. Yeah. The end of the innocence. Here's a list from daddy. These people, it's okay. Yeah. If, uh, yeah. If they get stung by the mosquitoes, but everybody else, we don't want. She also struck me as a young girl who one day is going to grow up to be a woman with an enemies list, <laughs> and I, I kind of applaud that uh, with her. So anyway, she gets her her dad's competitive fire. So going back to the fire that is inside of this tent at this point, because it's 81 degrees and it's 9:30. Flaps closed. Her bedtime is eight o'clock. When's the weigh in? We. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I've got the trash bag on, I'm cutting weight, I'm getting ready for my uh, drinking UFC Metamucil. <laughs> so I finally had to set a deadline. I said, Evie, because we're sitting there talking, she's clearly not falling asleep. I'm on an air mattress that's slowly deflating. It's got a hole in it I didn't know about. It's not even, you can't even hear it. It's so slow, like it's barely, but I'm almost on the ground. My allergies are acting up. I'm face to face with grass. Like me right now. I'm sweaty. And uh, I'm texting with Angie, who's upstairs laughing at the whole thing, looking down from a window in her ivory tower, perched over, saying, it's really funny from my point of view what's going on right now. So I told Evie, I said, we got to set a deadline. If, you, if you're not asleep by 945. She wanted me to go inside. She was finally watching the NBA game. She said, go inside. I'll be fine out here. Well, we I, said, I we're not going to let you sleep go. outside all night you know, by yourself. So I'm out there, and I say, Evie, 945. Not asleep by 945. we got to go in. This is when the tears start. Because she looks up and it's like 25 minutes away, and she's decided there's no way I'm going to fall asleep by 9:45. So she says, you know, she's crying and, Daddy, you told me you you promised this. This is why we don't wait until I'm six to do this. She says, if I did this at four or five like you promised, I would be fine out here to fall asleep. Oh, and I said, Evie, I have gone camping good. most of my life. I didn't start till I was seven or eight. You haven't missed out. Starting at six is fine for a camping yes. excursion. And I told her, you're still going to be six when we camp. And I'm selling her on the idea of October or even November when it's nice and in the 50s outside. I said, we can bundle up. You can snuggle with Dad. We'll have a fire out. We'll do the s'mores. 
the whole nine yards, and I will sleep. I'll also be drinking, which will help me sleep at that point too. And we'll both sleep in the tent all night, no problem. But now is not the night. This is going to be difficult for both of us. It's okay to just admit defeat on this, go to bed, and know that we're going to um, eventually sleep through the night. Meanwhile, she's hearing... So she's crying, and then she said, are you promising me something that you're not going to do? Because I hate it when people promise me things and they don't do it, Dad. Are you going to do that? I said, no, I promise that when the weather's cool, one night, this could be a weeknight, weekend night, we'll make it work, where when the conditions are perfect, we will camp in the backyard. So, Evie, if you're watching right now, I promise we will make it to the entire night. So here was the eventual compromise. I said, we'll leave the tent up. She wanted to have breakfast in the tent. So I said, we'll leave the tent up. We'll get up early tomorrow. You can sleep in your bed, and then we'll have breakfast in the tent. So went upstairs, talked to her. She was still a little bit upset, eventually stopped crying, went to sleep quickly, probably by 10.15. I then watched an episode of Mythic Quest <laughs> and then went to bed. No problems. Woke up. I had uh, some magic spoon. I really did. I finished off my box of magic spoon. Uh, in the tent, and she had some Fruity Pebbles, I believe it was. A lot of product placement here, and only one of them's paying us. Um, but did all of that, no problem. Breakfast in the tent, good to go. She's going swimming today, so that was the camping experience. Wow. I hope I summed it up well for you yeah, guys. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. There's a lot to and, unpack. Uh, I, I mean, I a will say... A lot of say, trust issues I found out also, that I hate when people promise me things and they don't deliver. I will say that I, I was in a similar situation having promised the ice skating uh, outing that I took a long time to pay off, and a fishing outing that took a long time to pay off. So, you know, dads get busy, and uh, some of these things, the conditions aren't correct at the right time and, and all of that. So that had to hurt. I, I love the uh, the... The conversation about that are there people that we don't mind getting bit by the mosquitoes? That that's a great conversation. The answer is yes. Yeah. Yes, there are. V Love responds to Evie having an enemies list at some point in her <laughs> statement and goes with this quote: "I don't feel like I have to wipe everybody out, just my enemies. That's it." That was from Michael Corleone uh, and also <laughs> Evie Withrow, uh, who said, "What if it's a bad guy or someone we don't like?" And uh, I had, I really had to pause and think for a second and say, I mean, I, I get where you're coming from. <laughs> I kind of understand. You didn't go with uh, love thy neighbor. No, I said, well, we'll have a broader discussion about this when another time. Little... But I wasn't, I'm sweating my balls <laughs> off at this point outside. And I'm very irritated. He's just got I wasn't inside. in the, uh, was, was she not there was not going to be a sermon on the mount that happened after this in, in the state that I was in at Would this you point. classify yourself as an endorsman at this time? I mean, I don't, if I could sleep in the air conditioning uh, when it's 85 outside yeah. at night, as opposed to being outside, I would much rather be inside. Um, but I can rough it outside. I've done it a lot. It's not that I have an inability to do it. I would just prefer it to it's be cold. unwillingness. I would do it in the winter. I mean, <laughs> I could sleep outside when it's 40 before I could when it's 80. So that's just the way I'm built. I'd rather put stuff on and yeah, bundle up. Then take clothes than off. Not, I can't remove skin. Yeah. I'd rather it be perfect, like 70. 70's way too warm. Like I want it high 50s. I love a fall camp out. That's where you want it. That's when you really have to bundle up in the middle of the night. It's perfect. I don't want to bundle. Oh, I, I it's prefer- the baby's blood talking again. I prefer ball. sleeping in a colder climate as well. Yes. Like imagine sleep like the, the age of no air conditioning where you go to bed in, in this climate or you know even further south where it's muggy and 85 to 90 
when the sun goes down. They tell you about how they built those houses with the doors on either end so the breeze would come through. I'm like, yeah, like that was solving a lot of problems. Oh, a breeze came through. My, my grandparents would tell me stories about just how bad it was. One grew up in North Carolina on the close to the coast, the other one in Middle Tennessee, and yeah. how bad the heat would be and how bad the bugs could get from having to keep windows open. Open, yeah. And then um, in the winter, my grandfather slept in a top bunk in the top of their old house. Heat rises. And snow would fall on them. <laughs> Not like snow, like the roof, roof Yeah, it would was, come through, the, it yes. would come through the, uh, the roof and the they didn't have insulation. They yeah. had newspaper for insulation. So you would have like a layer of frost on, yeah. on top of you yeah. when you woke up. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this is why people didn't complain about back pain before World yeah, War II. Like right. you brought up the other day. Like, <laughs> these are the reasons. Yeah. There was a lot of other things. Really to worry about. low on the priority list. And on top First of all that, problems. like we're getting way deep into the 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 old the old days. No, you had to keep a fire going even in the summertime because that's how you cooked. That's how you disinfected your water. So you had a fire going in your home in the summer. In the heat to oh. keep things going the way you needed to. Imagine the heat from that. Let's take the fire outside. I mean, we joke about Oregon Trail, <laughs> right? But that's a real thing. I mean, when of people course. were on the prairie and going across this country in horse and buggy, family members would just die. <laughs> and you would just bury them and move on. Like, you couldn't stop. You're trying to find your plot of land or get to your destination. And, I mean, it, it was just uh, you would bury them, you'd put the cross in the ground, and you would move on. That was a reality of life. I was so not suited for those times. And I would have loved to have lived in the 20s, but I couldn't have made it through the 30s. So I, can't, I couldn't have gotten the 20. So if you go to uh, outkick.com right now, there is a tab at the top of the page for outkick bets. May we suggest a new member to this yes. tab? Yes. Oh, God, yes. Jacob Swanson. Jakob last night, he had the honors because he won two nights ago, yeah, two nights ago for the 360 parlay, where he hit on a six-leg same-game parlay. Outstanding. We go back to the well with Jacob last night and the Baltimore Orioles taking on the Toronto Blue Jays, where we have Toronto with over 10.5 runs. And the one part of the parlay that did not hit was that leg of the parlay with nine runs instead of uh, instead 11. of eleven runs, we we but they had nine runs in what four innings? This Three is innings? the parlay from from Jacob, and you see the odds at the top plus six nineteen. Everything hit except for the over ten and a half. Jacob and had nine runs in three innings. I we thought at, we were golden. I was at a dinner last night. Looked down at my phone, and we had roughly forty messages. <laughs> uh, exchanged over this over this game over the Orioles game, and I immediately scrolled up to the top of the chain with us and Jacob, and Chad. I think you said something like, "It's only the third inning, and like seven of the eight things that need to happen have happened already." Well, it was a th it was the bottom of. The I just looked down for the first time. Bottom of the third, it was nine nothing Blue Jays, and I looked at the hits, and I think one player, uh, I think Bo Bichette, was the one player who walked. The first inning and yeah. did not get a hit. So we had everything but that. And we don't believe in jinxes on this show, but I, I did think in the back of my head, what if they just stop playing? Like, what oh. if both teams just give up now? Like it's just, it's already oh, over. They're just not going to be into their at bats. Or they're pitching. There's not going to be any more runs. Yeah. Like, 
something weird could happen here. And sure enough, the next time I looked down, it was the bottom of the eighth. It was still nine to nothing. And I said, you, you also guys thought it was it's getting 10. late, boys. It's getting late. You also thought it was 10. You kept saying, we need one more run. And I, th I think I said twice, two, two. You didn't say that at all in the chat that I saw. Jacob, did you I see that? I didn't see No, yeah. Paul comes in today and he's I like, did. you were off the whole time. I'm like, well, respond to a text. You don't ever I, text us. I think I said it twice. I'm going to revisit this. It was over this. 10 and a half. But here's why, here's why Jacob needs to be a part of OutKick Oh, Bets. God. Here is another loss last night by Jacob. Now, it is a loss. Look at the odds. Plus 12,747. Oh, goodness. Now, look at this parlay. He bet the Suns-Clippers matchup where the Clippers win in Game 3. The series is now 2-1 Phoenix. He hit on everything except for Devin Booker scoring more than, what was it, 20 points? 20 points. He needed Devin oh. Booker to score 20 or more points. Which would have been this one of the basic one that leg of the parlay that he missed. What and how Is this 15 legs on the same game parlay, Jacob? That's a 15 leg. 15 leg. He hit on 14 of the 15. What was the payout on the dollar? 123. He, so he missed out on $123 on the $5 bet. Now, here, it, or was it a $1 bet? $1. It was a $1, $1 bet, yeah. excuse me. Yeah, I just looked at the odds again. So here's where I give props because here is a win last night on a same game parlay from Jacob Swanson. He hit on plus 600 odds on all of these factors to take place in that basketball game last night, the NBA game. And how much did you end up winning? Uh, 35 on that. 35, 35 on a $5, $5 bet. And how many uh, legs on this parlay? It's close to 15. If, if you've ever for not wondered, giving us this one. <laughs> if you've ever wondered, what does Vegas look at that makes a line tilt one way or the, the other. Ladies and gentlemen, he's behind the screen right now. He's behind the camera. His name is Jakob Swanson. And he he will is have the bat salt bandit. He will have our parlay today also. And this begs the question for me, is Jacob our rain man? Is he the rain man of this show? Is he, is he the Zach Galifianakis character in the funny gif with all the algorithms and right. equations over his yeah. head looking up in the sky? Thinking about parlays because I'm going to continue to go back to Jacob. I did tell Jacob said I don't. We can go back to you guys picking after this. I said yeah, I'm not going to make you actually pick ten or fifteen in a row, but you are going to pick tonight. And then if you win, you'll pick again Monday. But once you lose again, we will we'll be out on you. And we'll move on. <laughs> but when I say out, I'm saying from a public standpoint, I want to hoard Jacob for myself. I will be asking what Jacob's betting this weekend. I will be betting that with him. I will entrust him as our rain man. He is the Dustin Hoffman of this show. He looks a little bit like a scraggly <laughs> Dustin Tritt. Hoffman, in fact, slash Travis Tritt. So we're going to ride with Jacob. Jacob, I I know you don't want to give away all the secrets. I prefer if you didn't ride me, though. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're not going to give away all the secret sauce here, but can you give us just like a, a glimpse into the mind that comes up with these, uh, you know, seven or, say, 15-leg parlays? Uh, you know, what? give us just a glimpse into the thought process when you're playing around on FanDuel. Uh, I look mostly at numbers. Ooh. Names a lot less because I rarely know what team they're playing that's for the half key. the time. He doesn't overthink uh, it. There's so, no emotion to it with him. I think that's part of the key. He's not a, a huge sports fan. But so what, so it's you all see numbers a number. Give, it, give us one example of a number you saw last night that called to you. Like... 
Well, I, it was that was just betting the Orioles are going to pitch terribly. Yeah, so and, we're going uh, back to that well. Fading yeah, the Orioles yeah. is a, is a and, good bet, and yeah. we'll get but back also, on that. But you know, I, we'll, I do a lot of bet on a ton of super common things. So, are like, you familiar with Devin Booker? Do you know he's the best player on the Suns roster? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I, knew, I knew he was a oh, star God. player. I okay. didn't know he was their top scorer. Okay. So when but you see the twenty plus points, you're thinking, "Oh, this is a gi- this is happen. a gimme. This is a lay in." Right. Yeah, I think that was like minus twelve thousand. Yeah, that was that, <laughs> yeah, that was probably that was, as good. That was one of the gimmies that, from so, that. So you bet on a lot of gimmies, and then you throw in a couple, a couple, a couple likely. plus, you know, a couple hard to hit things, and it usually, you know, doubles your takeaway from it. Sometimes, sometimes I bet on both. We will get Jacob Swanson's three sixty parlay. That, that's coming up. Uh, and we will change not change lives. We will change lines across Fanduel. <laughs> both, both with Jacob. Lives and Jacob, lives. Jacob is now having all of Fanduel tune in to figure out exactly how they're going to tweak this parlay. Uh, spreads will move. They're like, who? Who is this Rain Man uh, in Nashville yeah. that nearly hit on three parlays? He missed two legs on three separate parlays. You join us when he gives us the parlay, yeah. and collectively, we will move lines. Look, yeah, this we're, afternoon. we're right a dollar here. down. You can put down $100 and feel confident in, in that. In fact, Steve Wynn just logged in on the YouTube <laughs> page to watch us, so he's paying a close attention. So Steve, things we, could move. We hope you'll subscribe and ring that bell here, Steve. so that you know that we go live every day at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, right here across the OutKick Network. Ten, Chad, ten, come Steve, Steve. up. We discuss Jalen Rose. We tune into Jacob Swanson, tuning out to Jalen Rose moving forward. Well, we got into uh, some moronic statements yesterday that's just factually incorrect uh, by Jay Williams. And when we come back, we're going to get into, quite frankly, a pretty racist statement that was made yesterday. One didn't have ill intent, was just stupidity. This one, bad. And we're going to discuss Jalen Rose and what he had to say about the token white guy playing for the United States on the Olympic team. First, mydoctorhank.com slash outkick. You see the website on the screen. Erectile dysfunction affects over half of all men. It does not make you need to feel like half of a man, though. Since 2017, My Doctor Hank has been making America hard again. And My Doctor Hank helps you get low-cost ED meds and overcome the psychological and emotional barriers to getting ED treatment. Offer as low as $2 per pill. There's no reason to feel embarrassed if this is a problem that's happening to you. It affects over half of men, but if you are a little bit embarrassed about it or you just want to be discreet with these shipments, they can do that for you. They're going to ship it discreetly to your house and they're going to do so from a pharmacy in the United States. Oh, the price. Go to mydrhank.com, Dr. D-R. Sign up to receive 50% off your first subscription order. So this is a half-price deal the first time through while you check it out. It's a great price. MyDrHank.com slash OutKick. OutKick 360 across the OutKick network and live wherever you may want to find your podcast. You can find that podcast uh, all weekend long, live right now on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, and specifically YouTube. We'd appreciate it if you subscribe to the channel, OutKick 360, ring that bell, and select all alerts so you know we go live and you can get the alerts every day at noon Eastern. And for subscribing, you're automatically entered to win a great prize at the end of the summer. From Sony and Hertz Audison, it is the great 
car stereo system that they'll be giving away August 31st. It comes with everything on your screen. Sony and Hertz Audison with the speaker system for the car, uh, over a $2,500 value, all for just subscribing to the Outkick 360 channel. If you have already subscribed and you're wondering, am I entered? Yep, you are. We will pull from one of those subscribers at the end of the summer. Coming up, the VolQuest Power Hour with Brent Hubbs. A lot to discuss on Rocky Top, both with the Vols of the College World Series going 0 for 2, but ultimately what the 2021 season will mean moving forward for that program, what it will mean for the college baseball stadium on campus, off campus. We'll get to all that, but also Caden Salter's dismissal, which VolQuest broke that story. We, we've got that plus a, a lot more coming up with Hubs live from Knoxville. Hit some other headlines before that, including Jalen Rose, who follows suit with what, uh, in similar fashion, what Jay Williams uh, did, putting out just bad information uh, about the NBA, and in this case with Rose, about the Olympic team. Well, I'll say two bad situations for both of them. Jalen Rose, to me, far worse than Jason Williams. Jason Williams... Well, looks, except, except Jalen Rose isn't saying he was hacked. Right. And Jalen Rose also isn't being forced to apologize. Mm. And I, I, I'm not one for obligation apologies. If you don't want to apologize for something, don't apologize for something. But there is an issue when people aren't calling for an apology. When you claim that Kevin Love is a token white guy on the Olympic team because the United States is afraid to send an all-black team to the Olympics when they just did so in the last Olympics. In 2016, there was an all-black Olympic team that went... You know how much I thought about the basketball players representing the U.S. being black? I didn't know it was an all-black team. Right. I didn't think anything of it. And I'm not saying that I'm someone who never sees race or color. That's impossible for most humans. But I don't think about that when I'm watching sports. I didn't think one thing about... Uh, trailblazing or transcendent or anything. I thought these are the Americans representing the United States. Good for them. And they went out and won a gold medal in 2016. They put That's the team together awesome. you know they're going to go win gold. When you are highlighting that there's one white guy on the team, Jalen Rose, you are the problem. You are the problem that you claim that you want to reverse and you want to end. That is a dumb statement. And it's only going to be bad for him if Kevin Love comes out and says something about it. I doubt Kevin Love says anything, because Kevin Love's like a lot of scared people in this country right now. He's afraid to disagree with a black person. And I think he's afraid to step out and say, you know what, shut the hell up to Jalen Rose. Because a lot of better basketball players turned down the opportunity. LeBron James, Steph Curry, players of color That's where I'm going. that were asked before him. Yep turned down the opportunity, and he said, you know what, I'll go and play. Kevin Love has also been someone who shined a light on mental illness in the league. If Kevin Love came out and said, you've triggered my mental illness with this, and this is a problem with a lot of people they're not going to talk about, Jalen Rose would be forced to go the way of Rush Limbaugh in 2003. Because here's what Rush Limbaugh said in 2003. I think that we've had, what we've had here is a little social concern in the NFL. The media has been very desirous that a black quarterback do well. There is a little hope invested in McNabb, and he got a lot of credit for the performance of this team that he didn't deserve, that defense carried this team. Tom Jackson was on set. Steve Young was on set. They didn't even react to that when he said it live on air. 
Didn't have a big issue with it. They disagreed with him on his talent level with Donovan McNabb. Didn't react to it. But guess what? Donovan McNabb was asked about it from reporters, and he said, it's sad that you've got to go to skin color. I thought we were through with that whole deal. Backlash was swift at that point. He was the victim. Rush Limbaugh was the big bad guy. Rush Limbaugh resigned. I'm not here to litigate Rush Limbaugh resigning from ESPN or whether that was a good or bad decision for ESPN. But fast forward 18 years and listen to the silence surrounding Jalen Rose and his comments about a token white guy being on the Olympic team. My, what a difference 18 years has made. Well, and with those that declined the option to go. Think about that. It would have been an all, the the whole team would have been of color if that was the case. That's what Jalen Rose said. They're afraid to send a a team that's all black or a team that doesn't have a white guy to the Olympics when in fact it just happened. And they tried, like you're saying, two or three times given their first, second, third choices. How many African-American guys would have been the choice ahead of Kevin Love? for that spot if they got the exact roster they wanted. And again, you're going back four years. This is the prime example of why this is a dumb conversation to have. Did anybody think about it or know about it? Did Jalen Rose say anything about it then that it was an all-black team? Nobody cared. Nobody cared that it was an all-black team. So nobody cares, nobody should care, that there's a white guy on this version of the team. It's a non-story. Well, they're, they're looking for divisive storylines, uh, they being ESPN, looking for the headline and the controversy with literally anything. And this is the latest of that. Jay Williams gave you that a couple of days ago with the Boston Celtics, saying that they finally had hired a coach of color when they had hired, what, five or six? He was the fifth. He's the fifth. I mean, that... It's just it, looking for the the breaking news headline with everything involving the, the racial issue, um, and in this case with the NBA slash the Olympic team. Did he does he have a problem with Greg Popovich coaching the team as a white man? Yeah, that's a good question too. Uh, and, just, and this to my what I said yesterday when when you weren't here, you know, Jay Williams could have fixed this just by saying that was really dumb. Apologies to the four guys who have coached it before, made a self-deprecating joke and got out of it. Instead, he comes up with the hacking thing. I don't know if Jalen Rose has had any further response to this, but get out of it as fast as you can instead of uh, this thing where media analysts or, or uh, uh, commentators say something and then just try to move on to the next thing without acknowledging it while they ignite a, a fire acknowledge that that, uh, there's some controversy to what you said, say something, and then it's not a a four-day story. I I think it's okay to acknowledge issues if there's an issue that exists. And I'm all for people... And there are issues that exist. I'm all for people being fearless and having the courage to say their opinion and not fear cancellation, firing, whatever, if it's an educated opinion. This was not a very educated opinion because he didn't acknowledge the fact that the last Olympics was an all-black team. Um, And I also think if you're going to acknowledge problems, we have to be willing to acknowledge progress. And I think acknowledging the progress, Paul, of what we just discussed, 
the fact that we didn't even notice that the Americans representing us in the Olympics was a team consisting of all black players. Because we just thought these are the best basketball players that want to represent our country and that were chosen to go do it, and they went and won a gold medal. And we all cheered and celebrated. It wasn't an issue. That's progress. Because that wouldn't have been the case 30, 40 years ago. It would have been an issue then. So I don't know why we keep wanting to go back in time and not acknowledge the progress we've made. That, too, is a problem. Let's acknowledge the issues that are out there. Let's acknowledge problems when they exist. But when you invent a problem that doesn't exist and you don't acknowledge our progress as a country, that, too, is a problem that we have to address. That's why I'm addressing it right now. It's an issue. Not acknowledging progress is an issue. Acting like it's still 1962 when it's not is an issue. And I feel like Jalen Rose and others are stuck in this perpetual loop of the aggrieved where they feel like we haven't made progress as a country, and we have. 2016 Olympic team is the prime example. Well, they're looking for the, they're, they're looking for the talking point, even when it's just blatantly wrong. And in this case, Kevin Love didn't participate in the previous Olympic team. He didn't participate in the 2014 World Championships because of trade talks, and I believe he was renegotiating or restructuring his contract at the time. Injuries and other factors kept him off the 2016 team. And fast forward five years, and he's still good enough to be a part of the Olympic team. He's already won a previous gold medal at the Olympic Games in 2012. So it's not like they, they actively sought out a white player to be on the team. This is a guy who has earned the opportunity to do that in previous Olympic Games, in previous World Championships and chose not to do so four or five years ago uh, because of trade talks, injuries, and other things. This is, uh, this is the case as with most... And Paul, real quick, while oh, I'm ahead. thinking of it. If not for other opt-outs, he likely wouldn't have been asked to join the 12-man roster this year. Uh, absolutely not. This, look, we've talked about this at our old show. We've talked about this here. Uh, and we'll continue to talk about it because this is the America we live in today. It has to be all the way or not at all. There's no middle. And uh, I, I personally want to, to be in the middle. Uh, the middle is what's marginalized, right? I, I don't think any, of a, any reasonable person would say that everything is racism or that everything is not racism. There's still racism out there, absolutely. But when you go and find racism uh, I'd say address it where it is. Don't find it where it isn't. When you find it where it isn't, you weaken the cause. Yeah. So let's address it where it is. There are still obvious places where it's an issue. That's where we need to attack it. But if you insert it into conversations or places where it isn't, you weaken the cause. And the people who don't want to see it where it is are emboldened. Uh, they don't want to see it where it is because you're having discussions about where it isn't. And this frustrates them and fuels their bad arguments about it not being present where it is present. So let's talk about it where it's present. Let's not find it on a basketball team that was going to, like Hutton says, be all black with no concerns from anybody until some black guys declined invitations and a white guy who was next in line got the spot. Nobody went out seeking a white guy for this team. No, Nobody. They There's start. no nefarious thing here where they said we need to smooth out this roster's edges by uh, making it 
diverse with a white guy. They, they, they start this process by listing uh, about 50 or so players that are being considered for the, the United States Olympic team. The pool. And they narrow it down to a 12-man roster per the requirements of the Olympic Games. And if you're listing 50 players that you would expect to be on that list, Kevin Love is one of those players. And as guys start to opt out and choose not to play for whatever reason they want to come up with, you know, if, they, if they're injured, if they're in contract negotiations, whatever it might be, uh, the NBA offseason off is a time to get rest, and this takes some time and some travel. Now there's a segment if, of the population. If you population. opt out and, and you keep going down the list, eventually you're going to get to Kevin Love. Now there's a segment of the population that Jalen Rose lights on fire, pitting Americans versus Americans that's going to be rooting for Kevin Love in a way that they wouldn't have even thought about before, conceivably, well, some, some of the people, right? How, how often is he going to play? I mean, that's the other thing here. Well, he's a guy who's got international yeah, competition also. also. But, I mean, it's <laughs> but there, not, well, there may be some If blowouts. there are some. You're right. No, there, there will be. But, I think, but, Paul, I think what lights Americans on fire, a lot of Americans, is the disproportionate reaction to dumb, racial, racially driven comments and the fact that we're going to be one of the few shows that even address this. Yep. ESPN would apologize for anything and everything. You think Jalen Rose is going to be forced to apologize? Or is one of his bosses even going to have the balls to go to him and say, dude, that was dumb, what you said. First off, it's wrong because American basketball is not afraid to do it. They did it in the last Olympics, but you need to say something about that. And then if they, even if they do that, would then Jalen Rose just become a martyr for some cause because he said something stupid? And look, I'm not, I'm not one. I, and I saw, I saw Clay you know, tweet something about the – If a white guy said this about a black player on the U.S. Olympic hockey team, he'd be fired. And Clay's right. But I'm not living in a Pollyanna world where I believe that it's going to be equal response to white guy and black guy saying something dumb. I understand the history of the country. I understand majority versus minority. I get all that. I know it's not going to be the same. But it's got to be something. It can't be all and nothing. It can't be fired excommunicated, never get a job again, versus go back on your show and say something dumb again to incite the public. And it can't yeah, be that way. Yeah. And here's the other thing about ESPN. Let's level it out a little bit here. Is, is, but let's set the racial element aside, all right? If you say something dumb at ESPN, that are troublesome at ESPN, like I was saying yesterday about the Jay Williams thing, which happened to be a racial thing, but wasn't really a race. It, w- it wasn't about race, the mistake. It was about saying something stupid it, it and was, factually wrong. It was more of an overzealous rush to make it a racial milestone achievement right. and not thinking it through. Okay, but never mind that it was about race. It was yeah. factually incorrect. Correct. They don't correct factually incorrect anymore. Why? Why don't you correct? Because... They've concluded, and I've harped on this for as long as you guys have known me as a journalist, nobody says my bad, I'm wrong, corrects things anymore because the internet just goes on and it goes on to the next thing. And so, and I've talked to people about this, big shots in the industry, it's just underlying tone. If I just let it go, there will be a, a million tweets stacked upon my tweet and people will forget about it. If I call attention to my mistake, all I'm doing is calling attention to my mistake, and it makes me look worse. So I just won't do it. And ESPN, which used to be a real journalistic organization, 
doesn't correct itself on factual stuff. Better yet, have an opinionist have to debate his way out of a bad opinion. Never mind that, Chad. I mean, that's a high-level thing up the mountain. I'm talking about at the base of the mountain, correcting a fact where you say this is the first coach of color when actually it's the fifth coach of color. Why is there no demand for a correction of that? Uh, a, why is the guy not compelled to correct it? B, why are the... Why is the news desk at ESPN no longer compelled for a while now to have somebody who's putting out a fact that is wrong correct that fact? I got a big, I, I'm just mystified because that the, we're at that point. The, the public doesn't care. Well, the, uh, some care. We care. But generally. But generally the public isn't asking for the retraction because they're on to the next, next headline thing. and they're on discussing the next controversy. Yeah. And they forget about the controversy of 24 hours ago. That's the news cycle in, the, in, in, the in some cases, pace. it's hour to hour, show to show. Minute to minute, even. I think it's just also, it, it, uh, whether it's actually louder or not, because I'm sure Jalen Rose is looking at his comments and seeing a lot of people criticize him for this, but when it's not the media that's carrying the torch, and it's not people talking about on talk shows, and it's not people with blue check marks that are tweeting you that have a problem with it, I think it can easily be dismissed as those are just trolls that have a problem with it, mm. right? Yep. Jalen Rose is probably just coming back and saying, oh, it's all a bunch of Twitter trolls that have an issue with it because no one at ESPN is going to say anything about it. Uh, there's a lot of media members that just won't say anything about it because it doesn't fit their narrative they're in line with. And I'm not saying all media, but I'm saying a lot, the majority. So when it's not the blue checkmark person coming at you criticizing I think it's easy for ESPN just to say, yeah, we agree with Jalen. It's just trolls that have a problem with what he said, and we'll move on and, and not apologize. And again, I am one who's not for the obligation apology. But if there's going to be obligation apology, we've been forced to make one before in the past that we didn't want to make. It had nothing to do with race, by the way. It had to do with an ongoing legal situation that we had a guest on that had news about it, and a previous company had a problem with it. I hate forced apologies. But again, I'm not going to sit here and say it's always going to be the same response, or should it be, for white opinionists and black opinionists. But we got to get to something where Jalen Rose just doesn't go back on air today and not address it and not say anything about it. Which we all agree is that's what's going to happen. 98% likely. And I also, and I tweeted this, I would really want to know, this is an honest question that I have, who does ESPN think their audience really is? I see things like that, and then I think about the response the from sports fans. It does depend on the show. And who, who is their audience? Does, is that show highly rated that he's on? I, I don't know. It's rated enough. I mean, look, Jalen Rose seems like a very angry guy to me. You go back to his comments about everyone at Duke is an Uncle Tom, if you're a black player at Duke, and that's what we all thought back then. He was being honest with his opinion, but he seems like a guy who's making a ton of money, living a pretty good life at ESPN, who for whatever reason is very, very angry. At a lot of people. And uh, I, I just don't know who ESPN thinks their audience really is in terms of the sports fan that tunes in. But you're right. I mean, it is different audiences for different things. Yeah, but the, I mean, their shows are leaning towards just the opinion-based spin, right? And more he and brings more. that. I mean, he, he's a, a well-respected uh, NBA player, college player on a well-known college basketball team at the time that will give his honest opinion. You know, the one that comes to mind for me is when we're all debating whether or not the NBA should make a rule against some of these uh, nationally televised games, the networks wanted the stars playing 
on the weekends. You know, ABC wanted LeBron playing, and they didn't want the team to be able to rest the player uh, and, and, and watching their minutes in the middle of a season when we all agree the season is a bit too long and you want to rest up for the postseason when these guys really turn it on. Rose was one of the, one of the former players that said it is BS that these, that these teams rest these star athletes the way they are. And, and, you know, limp into the post, not limp, get, they're healthier going into the postseason because they have rested their players uh, during the regular season and, and watched their minutes. He was against that. And I remember that started a firestorm across the league with people upset with how, you know, he was treating that topic. But I appreciate the honesty, but I want the honesty to be factually accurate. Yes. Yeah, and it, it, it has to be factual. I, that's there, where you get your credibility to have the opinion. There would be right? there would be something. It used to be that way. To, to me, it's a lot different today to look and make that to, to make that statement about an Olympic team that was the last team that took the floor in the Olympic Games. Most recent, the most recent U.S. Olympic team, not one from twenty-five years ago. You know. Not the dream team or, you know, it, it, the most recent Olympic team to take the floor. He's not aware. It, it, that, that is well, the most glaring issue here. And if it was, uh, if, if this was, yeah, if it had never happened. Or if it Kevin happened Love, back in And Kevin Love was 74. one of the first 12 selected. Right. Then I, we, I wouldn't be talking about it today. I'm like, well, you know, it probably brings up a good point. He's not one of the 12 best world. But how many players turned down the opportunity to be there before they got to Kevin Love? Even that's and tr add that to 2016, and it makes it an inflammatory LeBron, statement where there doesn't need to be LeBron one. LeBron turned down a spot because he's on the Toon Squad and not the U.S. Olympic team. Like that's what he said. Like at some at some point, you have to just acknowledge the fact that Kevin Love is the next man up yeah. and the next best player to be on the Olympic team. Jalen Rose, by the way, got a shot in at Jay Williams, I think, uh, this morning. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. So Jay Williams, uh, <laughs> you guys like this. They're talking about for apologize. The, is he upset for apologizing? No, listen. They talked about. They were talking <laughs> about. They're talking about the Bucks, uh, the the Bucks Hawks series. And Jay Williams said, "I tried to tell my man Jay Rose. He kept talking about how good the Bucks were defensively." And Jalen Rose said, "Well, I got hacked." <laughs> well, see, that's hilarious. That's, that's funny. Yeah. I mean, I, I would have a good comeback if I were Jay Williams to him right, yeah. if someone said that to me based on what he said yesterday. But, yeah. again, no one at ESPN is going to address it. No one's going to criticize it. They're going to move on, and they are forbidden, I'm sure, from saying anything negative about that Well, that's opinion. pretty good for Jalen Rose acknowledging Jay Williams' gaffe. Now but Jalen Rose to, doesn't need to be the guy saying I know. that. Well, now nobody, somebody needs to do it to Jalen Rose. Is, this is what I'm getting at. Like, Where is the opposite of Jalen Rose at ESPN? Jalen Rose, first off, isn't going to get criticized because Jay Williams probably agrees with Jalen Rose <laughs> on it. So, I mean, there's not – but here's – there doesn't need to be the opposite of Jalen Rose because the opposite of Jalen Rose is a racist white guy against black guys, and he's going to get fired immediately, and he should. This is my point about where ESPN has gone. Yep. Do you guys agree? Yeah, I, I think you've I articulated agree. it well. I mean, with the, it, 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 it's understandably different based on history and power and minority, but it's gone to a place where... Uh, it's too different. It's gone to a place where it's just there to create controversy. And that's what ESPN's doing. Well, like I said, don't find it. It's an issue. 
But let's not make it an issue where it's not an issue. I just, but again, I don't see the controversy. The controversy was There's Rush no Limbaugh because here. the media, there was a huge backlash against him and he had to resign. That's controversy. There is no controversy, no controversy. with this. I don't That's see what I'm anyone saying. else they're, really. They're, he's saying they're looking for it even though it's not there. Yeah, seek it, find it, create it. It's, it's, not, it's not good. Hit us up on Twitter at Outkick360. We have the 360 parlay. No controversy with this. Look, Jacob Swanson lost Crushes. the parlay last night. Barely. But he's back up. He's back. He returns to the plate. He's taking another swing, and he better go against the Baltimore Orioles. That's next on Outkick 360. Save the Orioles. <laughs> Time to make it rain. The Daily Parlay on OutKick360, OutKick.com, and OutKick Bets. We go to Jakob Swanson once again for our Daily Parlay. Jacob, throw up the parlay on the screen and let us know. Oh, you're going back to the well again, as, as we should. Go back against the Baltimore Orioles. He's taking the Toronto Blue Jays money line and then keep on... Keep on trucking with the hits because there's several players that we will be uh, betting record a hit against the Baltimore Orioles and Trey Mancini for the Baltimore Orioles. This is a very logical and basic decision by Jacob Swanson that he eliminated the only part of the bet that we lost last night. So This is the same bet, but he eliminated the over uh, combined runs in the game. It's uh, six I think it's hitters, very logical and very smart. It's six hitters and the money line. Is that correct? Guriel, Bichette, Guerrero, Simeon, Mancini, and I believe Hernandez. Yes. Yes. Hernandez. $5 will win you twenty-seven seventeen. We are all Toronto Blue Jays fans in some way tonight, uh, but I will be rooting for the Orioles to do well. Uh, others can record hits in it's, this game as well. It's a very daring bet in that he is looking at the same thing to happen in a baseball game for the third from one night to the next. Yeah. Well, it's different oh, opponents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went with the Astros against the Orioles. No, I agree with you. Two That's nights in a row. It's a very, baseball. Tonight's a shutout. Very. Uh, now, I will say, though, if you're going to do this, you do it against the Orioles. That It yes, seems to do. be very consistent with their pitching there issues. They're 21 that, games out of the wild card right now. A lot of losing and pitching issues, very consistent with the Orioles. So if you're going to bet on something to happen on multiple days, now three days in a row, it's probably the Orioles pitching staff. The you best fade. thing about it is that the four of us will be texting tonight about it. <laughs> You're right, Chad. Somehow I, 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 I thought I was sending texts last night, and I didn't. I was yeah. on my iPad as opposed to my iPhone. So. It's like this could have easily been solved when you said, no, we're actually two runs. with I'm like, oh, you're right. We are. Coming up this weekend, the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame Class of 2021 induction special. You can find it across the great state of Tennessee and online as well. Uh, it debuts tomorrow at 7 o'clock Central, 8 o'clock Eastern. TSHF.net is the website and also through some great partners across the state, right here in Nashville and News Channel 5 Plus. You see the details there, but also in Knoxville on MyVLT. Uh, in Jackson, in Memphis, on CW30 in Memphis, Chattanooga on Channel 12, and Johnson City Channel 11, you can find the Class of 21 television special presented by the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I've had the, the uh, great pleasure of seeing this special already. Oh, cool. It is great. Uh, they do a fantastic job. They did this last year and this year. 
Uh, great job to Brad Willis, Spencer Fritz, and the great team that put that together for the Hall. Uh, it is a it's a notch above what you may expect uh, from just a a state Hall of Fame for sports. This this is outstanding. It's well worth the two hours that you'll spend watching this. For it's a great class as well. It spans pro football, uh, the NHL with uh, David Poyle. There's some Tennessee Vols involved, Memphis Tigers. I mean, it's across the entire state. And uh, it ends with a very cool induction uh, at the very end with Brandon Rowland, who if you don't know about, you need to watch to learn more about. It also honors the Nashville Six from the bombing oh. earlier this year, which is really cool. It's a nice touch. Well, if Brad Willis is behind it, which he is, I know it's going to be a high-quality product, and he's going to do a great job. Brad Willis would have never let Jonathan Hutton out of his sights at Titans Radio <laughs> if he was in charge of it. So I know this will be a quality product as well. Unfortunately, he was not in charge of it. Um, and uh, I look forward to watching it. And Hutton, I don't know if we can, what, what we can spoil with this, but Go ahead. there should be an OutKick flavor possibly oh, yeah. within this uh, presentation. Yes, OutKick uh, from all of us and from Clay Travis. Congratulations to Mike Keith, voice of the Titans. Uh, and being inducted this weekend into the class of Big 2021. Time. As I've described this, and I, I tweeted this to see if you guys agree. I, I know you will, because Mike's the best. Um, you know, you described the Hall of Fame, Paul. You, you, you're on a, you're a selector for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The description is sometimes as simple as, if you were writing the history of the sport, could you leave this name out? But Adam, we're about to go into the Tennessee Power Hour. But Adams and the the debate for him. That's always been thrown out there for right. him. Can you write the history of the sport without mentioning Bud Adams? And he's in the Tennessee it, Sports Hall of Fame. It, you correct. certainly couldn't write the correct. history of Tennessee sports without uh, Bud with, Adams. With Mike, we, the, the Hall now has the best broadcaster to tell the story of all of these amazing legends. That's, that's what he's meant to the state of Tennessee. He's the, he's the voice of the Titans, but the voice of pro football uh, and then the voice of the, the statewide radio network uh, in the Mid-South, for that matter, on Titans Radio. Uh, it's a no-brainer. And it was, it was described yesterday at Nissan Stadium. Burke Nihill, the team president, said, whenever I moved here and got the job, I assumed he was already in the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame based on what he had done with the Music City Miracle Call alone. And it's a it's a no brainer edition, and uh, everyone from Outkick, congratulations! Congrats, Mike, to the voice of the Titans, Mike Keith, well uh, former intern of Mike's, Brent Hubs, mm. about to join us for the VolQuest Power Hour. We're going to talk all things Tennessee Volunteers straight ahead on Outkick 360. Hang with us. Hey, it's Jonathan Hutton. Thanks for listening to Outkick 360. Be sure to subscribe to the show to have the latest podcast delivered to you each and every day. And give us five stars. It helps us grow our network and provide you with more great podcasts like this one.